Hey everybody, welcome back to Stuff You Don't Need to Know, and this segment is Cinema Fantastique, where I discuss films that most people might not know about, or films that really weren't as popular, sort of quote-unquote cult classics, or, you know, perhaps films from overseas and whatnot. This film, from 1985, directed by Sam Raimi, is the revisionist western, The Quick and the Dead. Now, what is a revisionist western? So, I like westerns, and I would say most of the westerns that I like are probably from the mid to late 60s, like the the Sergio Arone films, the Spaghetti Westerns, you know, the Dollar Trilogy. Um, Really from that point, you know, the mid-60s, really up until today, uh, those are the types of westerns I enjoy. Anything really kind of before that, you know, from the 40s or 50s maybe, or even earlier, uh, you know, films like High Noon and, and whatnot... Uh, they really don't appeal to me as much. And when I was looking uh, looking into this film a little bit, just getting a little background history on The Quick and the Dead, I saw that it was labeled a, revis- a revisionist Western. And I was kind of curious about that, and I clicked on it, and I found out that what it really was is filmmakers after World War II, so, you know, mid-40s and, and onward, uh, you know, they started to look at Westerns and sort of the way that they were done really before World War II and just really kind of like this <clears throat> sort of like glorifying the Old West, um, you know, where there were good guys and there were bad guys, you know, the bad guy wore the black hat, the good guy wore the white hat, the Native Americans, and they did not use that term, believe me, you know, they were always the bad guys and they were always, you know, speaking in pigged in broken English and, you know, were either there for comic relief or were, you know, just this, this threatening evil presence. So revisionist Westerns, really what they are, is sort of like a new sort of look or new sort of take on the Western genre where they're really trying to say that, look, the quote-unquote Old West, it really wasn't that great of a place. It wasn't, you know, this time to really be fondly remembered. I mean, you know, it's a historical time and you know, for, for better or for worse, you know, it, it wasn't this perfect idyllic thing that filmmakers used to make it out to be with the family coming out and settling in. And, you know, like I said, the good guy wore the white hat and, you know, you knew who the bad guy was and it was, everything was pretty cut and dry. It was a rough, ruthless, lawless place. And those lines between good and bad were very, very blurred quite often. And the type of Westerns that I like, uh, that's often what you see, you know. It's it's not that great glory time. It's not like watching the old uh, Lone Ranger TV show or listening to the, uh, you know, Lone Ranger radio serials where he was quite, you know, where clearly he was the good guy and he'd always, you know, fight for the sight of right and, and this and that. You know, the the Old West really was, you know, when you look back at it historically, it was really a bunch of territories. It was very loosely controlled. Uh, you know, it was almost, almost like a little bit of a feudal system out there. Um, you know, and of course, at that time, the government stands on the indigenous people, the Native Americans. I mean, that's for a separate podcast, but, uh, you know, it just, it was an interesting time in American history, to say the least. So... 1995, The Quick and the Dead, directed by Sam Raimi. <clears throat> Big stars of this film, of course, are Gene Hackman and Sharon Stone. An interesting thing is that Sharon Stone was the first one to sign on for this film. 
And she also got the title of producer. So she actually had a lot of influence over this film. Uh, and that influence is seen in the hiring of Sam Raimi. Uh, you know, she was the one, it was part of her contract as producer, she was the one that really called the shots on which director was hired. Interesting thing. She liked his work in the Evil Dead series, but she wasn't that big of a fan of San Raimi. It's like she liked him, but but her overall feeling towards Sam Raimi was the best is yet to come. She saw potential in him, maybe not overly impressed, but she felt that he had something to prove and he had a story to tell and, you know, he had a vision and she thought that it would really be <clears throat> he would really be a great director for this film. Gene Hackman, of course, uh, he plays the main bad guy, John Herod. Um, and in order for the, the studios to get him, and there's, I believe it was TriStar Pictures that put this film out, in order for uh, them to get him to do this film, they originally were going to shoot out in New Mexico, and they switched it to, I believe, just outside of Tucson, Arizona, just to really help accommodate him. I'm glad they did that because his character of Herod is an amazing, probably one of the best uh, Western villains out there. And that's the thing is, you know, a lot of people might not know this. He's, he's appeared in a couple of Westerns, sort of these revisionists. If you ever watch Unforgiven, which is a classic, ranks right up there with Tombstone in my book. Unforgiven, uh, Clint Eastwood, Gene Hackman. I will definitely be talking about that film at a, at a later date. Uh, Russell Crowe making his an American debut here. <clears throat> you know, he was an unknown quality, an unknown quantity, I should say. Again, the studios really weren't that high on him because he wasn't a name. You know, nobody knew him. He was a big deal in Australia, but this is the film that brought him over here for better or for worse, depending on how you feel about Russell Crowe. Rounding out this cast, a very young and, hey, I'll say it, a very good-looking Leonardo DiCaprio. Now, the studios were not thrilled about this at all. They didn't know who this kid was. Is he one of these pretty boys, prima donnas? They really weren't sure about him. Sharon Stone was very sure in him, so much so, much so she told the studios, you hire this kid, I'll pay his salary. I want him in this film. And that's your cast right there. Um, this is an action-packed film. Pretty good story to it. And like I said, it's really that revisionist type of Western, you know, where it's not this idyllic little town and, oh, no, bandits are riding upon it. And don't worry, the hero will ride in and save the day. I mean, there are bad guys and there are heroes, reluctant heroes in it. Again, kind of those gray lines in there, you know, are they really heroes? Are they doing it for money? Are they doing it because they really have no other choice? And I really think that that's what makes this film very, very unique. Um, great cast in it. Like I said, Sharon Stone, Gene Hackman, Russell Crowe, Leonardo DiCaprio, Sam Raimi directing. What could go wrong with this film? So the story starts off really simply enough. You know, we find this town called Redemption where they're holding a quick draw tournament. Uh, you know, basically two opponents face each other in the middle of the street. And when the clock strikes high noon, they fire away 
person left standing is declared the winner. Now, this town of redemption is run by John Herod, played by Gene Hackman. Uh, he's sort of like the mayor slash sheriff. Basically, he's the brutal overlord of this town. Uh, he runs it with an iron fist with his little gang of cronies there. And, you know, we find that he really tries to milk this town dry. You know, he taxes the people for his quote unquote protection. I mean, it's a racket. It's a scam. Everybody in this town is very poor. They turn all their money over to Herod, and they really have no chance to escape or or go anywhere. This town is out in the middle of nowhere. Herod decides that he wants to hold this quick-draw tournament, and this is where we see a really colorful cast of characters start to come in for it. One of them is a young woman, played by Sharon Stone, who is simply known as the Lady. She shows up. She wants to enter this tournament. Also entering this tournament is Russell Crowe, who plays Court. Court used to be in the gang with Herod. You know, he, uh, you know, as Herod describes it, he's probably just as nasty and devious as he was. But we find out that he has since revoked that way of life. He's living as a preacher. He's renounced all violence. So Herod has captured him and brought him here, and he's going to force him to do it because he feels that out of all the gunslingers out there, out of all the quick draw artists out there, Court is probably the one man, well, he says it, he's the one man that he fears because he he probably matches uh, Herod in skill when it comes to the quick draw. And, you know, Gene Hackman in this role, it's it's absolutely amazing. Um, He doesn't overact it. He doesn't ham it up. You know, he gets a little mustache twirly villainy there but he doesn't overdo it he does it just right you know he he always has a smile he always cracks the jokes but you know that underneath it this is a very devious man and you do not want to cross him at all sharon stone as the lady comes in she's looking to enter this tournament Nobody knows anything about her. She's just this mysterious blonde woman that rode up out of nowhere. Uh, She has to really kind of fight her way into the tournament uh, since nobody knows who she is. Uh, When she does roll in there, there is a gentleman on the street, I use that term very loosely, who does proposition her, uh, ends up attacking her, and she fights him in the street, and this is sort of her first round or her entrance into the tournament. And this is what we see is we see that, you know, court is forced into the tournament. Uh, they go down the street to the local gunsmith who is known as the kid played by Leonardo DiCaprio, who the kid believes and the town kind of suspects that he is sort of like the bastard child of Herod. Uh, Herod kind of denies it, doesn't really say anything about it. So the kid enters this tournament because he wants Herod's respect, you know, either that or he wants to beat him. Uh, he's quick on the draw, you know, he's a hey, look. He's a good-looking guy. The ladies love him. Uh, you know, there is a sh- there is a scene where Sharon Stone, uh, as the lady, she does get intoxicated, and she does spend the night with the kid. Um, like I said, he's the local gunsmith. Uh, since court, since he is a man of the cloth, he has no worldly possessions, Herod is very, very generous and purchase- purchases for him probably one of the oldest, junkiest, you know, six shooters you'll ever see. And he tells him, look, every round you fight, you're getting one bullet because I know how good you are. You're not shooting your way out of here. You get one shot, that's it. So the tournament begins. And basically what Herod says is, you know, anyone can challenge anyone. You meet out there in the middle of the street when the clock strikes noon. You fire away uh, and whoever is left standing or if the other person submits... Uh, you know, that's how we determine who the winner is. Because we see in the opening round, uh, we see the kid take on a guy known as the Swede. Um, 
and you know he's sort of like the Swedish quick draw champion. He's a very refined gentleman, and he loses right away. The quit the kid is too fast for him, but the kid's not a ruthless killer. Uh, he wounds him. He shoots him in the armor in the hand, and the Swede submits. Uh, everybody's pretty impressed because it, you know quick on the draw, excellent aim. Uh, of course, Herod just just laughs at him. He's like basically saying, you know, that guy's about as fast as the, as it takes the grass to grow. You know, no challenge there. And, you know, kind of tries to tell the kid to drop out of the tournament. Um, there is a degenerate amongst this group. Well, there's a few degenerates amongst the groups. And uh, one of them actually attacks the saloon owners, the saloon where the lady is staying. Uh, he attacks and he rapes the young daughter, and we're talking very underage here, the young daughter of the saloon owner. So the lady challenges him, faces him in the street. Uh, it's actually pouring rain when it happens. They come charging at each other, guns blazing, and she wounds him, but she refuses to kill him. That's just not who she is. She comes back in for a drink. He storms back in, and she is forced to kill him. Because of that, she actually feels horrible about what she's done. She gets on her horse, and she leaves just as the next day. Court is facing a guy named the Painted uh, painted Horse, <clears throat> a Native American, <clears throat> who declares that no bullet can kill him. Uh, Cord fights him, puts a bullet in him, but the man keeps coming, and we see Russell Crowe running around basically begging anybody for a second bullet. Uh, He does end the fight. Now, as the lady flees, she's confronted by this old man named Doc, who, uh, you know, he's the resident physician and and mortician there in the town of Redemption. Um, He finds her kind of like on the outskirts at at this burned-down house, and he says, I know who you are. I've been here that long. I know who you are. We find out that the lady is a young girl named Ellen, uh, who her father was the sheriff of redemption way back when, when she was small, when Herod and his gang rolled up and basically took over the town and killed everybody in there and uh, hung her father, who was the sheriff. And Herod actually gave her a gun and said, you know, I'll give you a chance, sweetie. Just shoot him down. Shoot the rope. And, you know, he lives. And you guys are good. She accidentally shoots him and kills him and she has never seen or heard from again until now. This is why she's here. And Doc says, look, you're our only hope. You in court, you guys are our only hope. You need to come back. So she rides back in town the next day. Immediately, immediately, you know, she challenges Herod, but it's too late. Kid's already done it. He's going to prove. He's going to prove, you know, that he is the champion. He is faster than his father. And Herod... This is, you know, he never admits that the kid is his, you know, that the kid is his son, but he 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 tries to talk him out of it. He's like, there, you have no reason to do this. Don't do this. Withdraw, withdraw, withdraw. Kid isn't going to do it because he's like, you're scared of me, old man. Well, it goes down. They both quick draw at the same time and fire, and Leonardo DiCaprio gets a shot off and he wounds Gene Hackman in the neck, but Gene Hackman puts it right in the heart, and that's it. Uh, you know, you do see that he does have a bit of regret about it, but he's like, such is life. Um, the only two people left are the lady and Court, and Herod says, you two are going to fight. Uh, Court is like, look, kill me, kill me, kill me. I- I've been a horrible person, this and that. But when the clock strikes, it's actually Court that fires, and we see the lady drop, blood gushing from her blouse. Doc comes over, pronounces her dead. So right away, Cordes challenges Herod. Herod is like, no, I'm going to fight you tomorrow. Well, one of his goons, one of Herod's goons, takes it upon himself, and he breaks Court's right hand. Uh, 
Herod is not having any of that. He wanted a fair fight, you know. He knows this is probably the biggest challenge of his of his life, and he doesn't want to cheapen it at all. So he kills his henchmen, and he tells Court, I'm going to fight you left-handed. So they face off in the middle of the square, and just as the clock strikes, buildings start to blow up. We cut back to earlier when the lady uh, had slept with the kid. The kid kept a whole stash of gunpowder and dynamite at his place. I mean, he's really the town gunsmith, munitions guy, so he has it. So we find out that what happened the day before, it was fake. Lady didn't die. It was all a setup between her court and some of the other townspeople. She rigs a lot of the buildings to blow. Then she comes out and she challenges Herod. Court takes care of the rest of his men, so it's just the two of them. She pulls out her father's old badge, throws it at his feet, so Herod knows that who she is. A gunfight ensues. She wounds him, and then she puts one right between his eyes. She basically takes up the badge that once belonged to her father, tosses it to court, and says the laws come back to redemption, and she rides off. This is a great film. Is it? Is it one of the best films out there? No, but this is a very good Western film. It's action-packed. Story's pretty predictable, but it is a good story. I mean, it's that classic tale of good versus evil, of revenge, and of course, just like the town's name, redemption. Um, never would have pegged Sam Raimi to direct a Western, but here he did. He did it, and I think he did a really good job. And, uh, yeah, that's it. The Quick and the Dead. If you haven't seen it, I highly suggest to check it out. And I think coming up on Cinema Fantastique, I'm definitely going to talk some more of these revisionist Westerns, some of the ones that I love. Uh, Unforgiven, great, 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 great film. Tombstone. Great, 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 great film. Even go back a little bit in history, the first Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid with Paul Newman and Robert Redford. My father showed me that film. He was a huge fan of it. I never had really watched Westerns in my entire life, and I enjoyed it. I loved it, and I'll definitely come back and I'll talk about it. Guys, thanks for listening. Do me a favor. Head on over to www.brothersinarmchairs.com. That's the website that's going to link you up to every single podcast in the Brothers in Armchairs network. Of course, your favorite stuff you don't need to know. Fat Guys in Little Coats, Nerd and Me, Enter the Nerd Zone, Defender of the Realm. This is Jay, and I will see you at the movies. <laughs>